0: Hello, I want to welcome everyone to the infusion room. My guests today are Chris Hunt, the Executive Vice President for INS, and Valerie Sanchez, the INCC Certification Administrator. Now today we're going to talk about CRNI recertification. And you know what? It's the beginning of December, and we've just had Thanksgiving. And we are in full gear heading toward the rest of the holiday season. And there's one more thing. CRNI recertification is due by January 1st, 2021 for some of us. So for our CRNIs who are in need of a portion of their recertification units, or even if they need all 40 recertification units, what can they do this month?
1: Well. I can jump in here if you like, Belle. Absolutely. Um, the best and easiest way to earn those units would be going through our Learning center. Um, there are a multitude of virtual programs, webinars, things of that nature that will enable the CRNI whose certification is expiring on January 1 uh, to earn the requisite number of RUs. So whether you need one, five, 10, 30, or all 40. You can get what you need in that
0: learning center. Boy, we have really packed that house full of educational <laughs> content.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Don. I'm gonna I'm gonna give away my age here a little bit and how long I've been at INS and INCC. Um, I remember when there were the only way you could do it was to attend a face to face meeting.
2: Mm-hmm. That
1: was it. That was the only way you could do it.
0: I remember that as well. And we've worked really hard over the past years to uh, put together education that meets the needs of the infusion nurse across the board. And all of that is there ready and waiting for you, very accessible. And if you need help, you can always call that INS number. We've got operators right there who are able to help you get into the Learning Center. Um, Even if you're having trouble just getting logged in, we can get you there.
1: Yeah, and so what's great about the Learning Center, in addition, obviously, to earning the RUs uh, that you can get through there is the the wide range of topics that are available through those programs. Whereas again, going back to when it had to be a face-to-face meeting, you were limited to what was ever present to whatever was presented in that meeting. Now you can check you can check a whole program on a particular right. topic. And if right. that's of your interest, that's a double bonus. Not only do you get the research units, but you're also, you know, participating in a program that, that has value and meaning to you. So um, it, it's it's really come a long way. And to your point, Don, we really have packed that pretty full with a lot of educational programming.
0: Absolutely. And we have more in store. So, Valerie, let's hear from you. What what does INCC first of all remind us what INCC is? We all know INS, but tell us what INCC is and what they can do right now to get those RUs or recertification units.
2: Yes, thank you, Don. I'm very happy to be here today and to shine some light on some options. And I'm going to say the word um, convenient and easy options. We know that a lot of our Sierra have been on the front lines in the middle of a very active pandemic. We're very grateful for all the service they've done for the healthcare industry and their patients. Um, so we're happy to make this an easier process for them. INCC stands for the Infusion Nurses Certification Corporation. Um, basically, if you are a registered nurse and you have deep passion to become an infusion therapy nurse, we are the organization you want to work with. Um, We are going to help you get certified so you can become what we call a certified CRNI. Um, At INCC, we really like to take care of our CRNIs. We want to lead them towards the path of success. And if you are currently in this place of, I am trying to figure out how to obtain the RUs that I'm missing for recertification, which is right around the corner, um, January 1st, 2021. Then we want to share, I want to dive deeper into one specific option that is available in the INS Learning Center. And this is making the assumption that you need a significant amount of RUs or more like, Oh boy, I I don't have any. I'm at zero, and I need forty. Um, we know that the credentials instrumental for our nurses infusion therapy practice. We also know that you want to feel confidence. And equipped as a CRNI. So this is important information. Um, I believe that the best path you can take is to go into our INS Learning Center. If you are already an INS member, you are at a major advantage um, because you do get discounted rates for a lot of the activities that you can engage with. And I want to send you straight to INS 2020 virtual conference recordings package. That is actually the name of the um, the activity. And there's a few incentives here that I really want to capitalize on. Why is this um, a, a path of least resistance if you're trying to acquire these RUs on a time frame? Basically, everything is conveniently placed in one local and central area. If you are an INS member, like I said, you get a discounted rate of $695, um, which is a great package for many, many sessions that are available to you. There's actually roughly 30 sessions. And the good news is you can go through them, scroll through them and say, which ones are my top 20? What top 20 really stand out for me that I would like to sit through and absorb this content? By watching those 20 sessions, you automatically get those 40 RUs that you're looking for. It's really that easy. It's all in one place. Um, And then something I want to add in there is what I call the bonus. So what's the bonus? What do I get that's extra? Basically, when you invest in this package of the recordings of INS 2020, you own the license for three years. And this is... um, particularly special about our our approach with these recordings on demand, because other organizations may not give you access for that long. What that means is that within those three years, you can go back, you can review them, you can rewatch them anytime throughout three years, which this is very supportive for your practice as you continue to grow as a CRNI. And um, something else I would like to add in there is if you have the nursing license renewal coming up, you can acquire up to 30 um, continuing education units for your nursing license renewal. So there's a, there's a lot of um, a good stuff when you look into this package. And like Chris mentioned, if this is not the path for you, if this is not your preference, the beauty with the INS Learning Center is that you can pick and choose what type of activities you want to engage with. Maybe you want to do, you only need five RU's, Um, And you just want to look into the conference learning. There's different options to sort through. So I really just want to encourage people to engage and to get to know the INS Learning Center, because this is the absolute most convenient way to do everything from the privacy of your home, the the safety of your home, and to do everything digitally online which um, mm-hmm. like Chris mentioned, is uh, we've come a long way. This is a great option that's available to you throughout the month of December. Um, you've got some time here. Don't let that, that credential lapse because you're, you're needed in this industry. And we know this is important to you. So we want to make sure that we're reaching you with this message.
0: Yeah, you know, I have to say that first INS virtual conference. You know, we went into that in a, in a way we were kind of wondering how to put that thing together, and it happened so beautifully, and we had so much fun. But really, we have packaged such a great lineup of speakers; it is well worth the time and well worth the money. We had Lisa Gorski, Lynn Hathaway, Seth Eisenberg. We had Trisha Clyden. Um, Britt Meyer, James Davis from ECRI, and so many more. This group really brought it home. I think it was one of our best conferences ever.
1: I agree, Don. It was, you know, for, for a program that we went into with, uh, I wouldn't say hesitation, but we were just a little bit uh, not knowing what was going to happen. That was really our very first completely virtual meeting. Uh, and to be able to go in there and pull that off and, and have such a, a great turnout of, attendees and a great lineup of speakers Uh, and then being able now Mm -hmm. to as a bonus to have this available for the next two three years is just right uh, speaks volumes to the importance of the education that we're trying to get out to our folks
0: so and and i really want to let our listeners know that those sessions are are Many of them are seminal in nature. They are not going to wear out. <laughs> they are not just new I- in September and over and done with. They, these were really high-quality educational programs that we put together, and I'm just so proud to offer this. And uh, for those of you who are you know, at the end of your year and you're still looking around, this is really a nice suggestion, of a place to look and get those RUs. So, Chris, you've, you've mentioned that you have worked at INS for 25 years, and that's 25 years of supporting people who practice infusion therapy and have made this their area of specialty. And first of all, we want to thank you for that. Thank you for that wonderful contribution. And second of all... You are so familiar with everything that we're talking about right now, CRNI certification and recertification. So, what would you tell our listeners today? You know, based on the things that you've learned over all these years.
1: That's a that's a really great question, Don, because it's transformed so much from when I first started INS and what we offered and, and what was available, both you know, to as a member and as a um, as a certified nurse as a CRNI. I joke a lot with as we hire new staff people here at INS and um, that are younger, obviously, than I am. And I, I tease them saying that, you know, I remember the INS when there was no Internet. There was no email. You had to use the phone to communicate with anybody and hope that if they didn't pick up the phone, that they would at least call you back. But this instant access mm-hmm. that we have now didn't, wasn't available then. But the instant access that we have now also transforms to the education. Whereas before we had just face to face meetings. So you had to wait a year or six months, depending on what meeting you went to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to participate in an educational activity. You didn't have the learning center where you could go in and, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I'm doing in my practice. So, you know, this is exactly what. Uh, I've been hearing my colleagues talk about I'd love to be able to participate in this, whether it's a, a one hour webinar or maybe it's a 30 minute podcast or maybe it's a five hour program. The things that are available now in terms of education and the ease of getting that education, I think those are the things that really stick out to me. The education and then how quickly we can get that education out and get it to our members, get it to our constituents and then respond to their queries, respond to their you know. Their information to, me, to us that says, hey, you know what? This was really great, but I didn't see anything on X subject. What are your thoughts on that? Is that something that INS is planning? Previously, we'd say, yes, we are. Come to the meeting next year and there'll be a one-hour session on it.
0: <laughs> Whereas now,
1: you know, someone could say, hey, Don, can we do a podcast on that? Or, hey, Don, can we put a, a webinar together on that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not waiting a year. You're not waiting an extended amount of time. You know, you could do it in that, you know, in an afternoon if need be. And all that information gets funneled out to our members, gets funneled out to our CRNI. So that's the exciting part for me is to look and to see, you know, the um, the excitement that people have about learning, whether it's online or whether it's face-to-face. I think there's a place for both. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, we, when COVID hit and we realized that face-to-face wasn't going to happen, obviously our, our first concern was, uh-oh, what's that going to do? to our programming. And, you know, we we looked at it as, you know, making lemonade out of lemons. We were able to put this together, this virtual program. And all of a sudden we found a a whole group of folks who would have loved to have gone to a face-to-face, but for whatever reason could never get to one, could not participate in this virtual meeting. And they can now participate in the online learning through the learning center. So education, the ease of which it can be created and then distributed is what really stands out to me over the, the my span of, of work at INS and INCC.
0: Absolutely. Boy, you really said a mouthful there. It's um, You've seen a lot, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the desk phone. I mean, I have a desk <laughs> phone over here somewhere. It's pretty dusty, actually, but, yeah. um, you know, it, we just have so much, and we have so many options, so many opportunities, and um, INS has evolved um, as the whole world has evolved, and we are so thankful that you are still here, twenty-five years later, to <laughs> and able to tell the stories. So let's take a few minutes now to talk about some exciting things that are coming up at in INS. and And Chris, just jump in here. Sure. Um, any part of this, but first of all, we just can't fail to mention the updated INS. Uh, infusion therapy standards of practice that are going to go out January 21st. Chris, tell mm-hmm. us what they're going to look like when they come to the mailbox.
1: Well, they will come uh, bundled with the January-February 2021 issue of the journal. So you'll be getting both the journal as as well as the standards. My understanding is you're going to get a standards of practice that's about 200 plus pages, yes. I believe.
0: Yes. I saw the proofs today. Okay, I was working with Leslie, the editor, who's been working on those. And we have the publication proofs available to us right now. And, Chris, I think we're over 220-some wow. pages. So wow. um, just to put that in perspective, the 2016 standards were two, 159 pages. So this isn't bigger because we have advertisements in there. Right,
1: <laughs> right. exactly.
0: This is bigger exactly. because... No, of the volume of content. So, Mm -hmm. um, boy, it's hard to describe the volume of work that's gone into this, the level of expertise Mm -hmm. that's gone into preparing this revision. And it is obviously bigger, but it is so substantive.
1: Yes. And the nice thing too, Dawn, is that as a member, you get a subscription, a complimentary subscription to the journal. So as I mentioned, the these standards will be bundled with the journal. So as a member, you're getting a complimentary copy of those standards. Yes. So um, I just encourage people who maybe look, may have let their membership lapse. You may want to think about rejoining because you want to have that, those standards available to you when they hit the presses on, on January. Uh, I've gone through several of these revisions in my time there mm-hmm. and um the buzz this time is palpable. You can you can feel it. You can feel the excitement in this, you know. Again, not just that there's you know x amount of more pages, but the content that's in there, and the things that we're doing with that, and the the expertise of the uh, standards of practice committee that put this all together. Um, mm-hmm. We're getting call. You know, we're getting calls. You know, the the, the advertisements are out there. It's coming soon. Um, we've kind of called it. You know, Happy New Year's our theme for. <laughs> uh, for the new standards because they'll be out just after the new year uh, and we want to celebrate. So um, just a recommendation for those who may have let that membership lapse, you may want to renew that. And for those of you who are thinking of, a, you know, a reason to join, this is the best reason that there is.
0: So more content, more information, more guidance for infusion therapy practice. Mm-hmm. It is, we are so excited about this. Now, Chris, um, I don't know if you remember this or not, but when I was working at a university hospital system, um, we reached out to INS and we bought an electronic version. I do remember that. That um, covered all of the nurses in our facility. So all of them had access to the electronic version. Mm-hmm. And that was so great. I mean, I, there's always a soft spot in my heart for anything that's hardcover or, <laughs> or something <laughs> I can carry in my hands. Um, but having that electronically and having it loaded on our organization's website internet. was yes. so helpful. So, do we still have that availability? Can people buy it that way?
1: We sure do. We sure do. We have a number of organizations that have uh, have a license with us for uh, just for that reason. Uh, <clears throat> some is you know as small as you know ten to twenty people, all the way up to multiple thousands of people um, that have uh, a license. Mm-hmm. we um we license that actually through the VA system.
0: Oh, excellent.
1: Every every VA that there is has access uh, to the standards of practice.
0: So really, because we are all on our computers or on our tablets, mm-hmm. um, we can have the standards, you know, immediately in our hands through that electronic version that is absolutely the same. There's nothing cut out of Correct. of it uh, yes. when you compare it to the hard copy. The whole thing is there yep. um, and available for use at the bedside.
1: Yes, so. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so let's talk about a couple other things then. Sure. So we definitely have the standards, but along with that, we are revising all five of the INS policy and procedures textbooks uh, to include those substantive changes that and additions. There are there mm-hmm. are a number of additions to the standards this year. Um, so we're revising those policies and procedures that um, we're going to. Uh, correlate that information across from the standards to the policies and procedures and make those available for um, most areas of care. So, we have our our original blue book is now the acute care um, textbook. Uh, We have an an older adult. Mm -hmm. We have neonatal and pediatric and we have home care and ambulatory care. So we pretty much have a policy and procedure textbook that covers any area of practice that an infusion nurse works.
1: Correct. And just to give our, our, our listeners just a, an idea or a glimpse into what has to take place in order to revise those, is everything is based off the standards. So whatever changes may have occurred in the standards now have to be reflected in the policies and procedures. Um, And I'm gonna give a big shout out to Dawn here because she's spearheading that. She's the one who's making sure that those changes, those edits are incorporated across five separate P&P resources. Um, So making all of that work and making sure that if the standard says A, then the P&P says A and not B, Absolutely. a bit of a challenge. Um, But it's something that needs to be done.
0: And I have to tell you, too, that because the standards grew, (laughs) the policies and procedures have grown as well. So we have added sections in the policies and procedures that weren't Mm -hmm. there before. I can tell you right now that some topics of of interest that kind of uh, grew up and got a little bit bigger in the standards for 2021 are vein visualization and uh, the use of ultrasound. So Mm -hmm. uh, we're making recommendations. yeah, I'm not going to tell you everything. I'm going to wait until you can read it. <laughs> but go. I'm going to tell you, you're going to see some new stuff in the policy and procedures that um, just is really going to carry through and get you to the bedside and through those steps of of practice that you need. So, and you will also be able to update your own organizational policies and procedures accordingly, uh, based on those guidance and those documents.
1: Right. So, Don, it's funny whenever we whenever we have a such a, a wholesale revision like this, where it's the standards of PMP, it's multiple things that we're revising or or new things that we're creating. One of the uh, sort of the enjoyable things of a face to face meeting is we would always have a bookstore at our registration desk, and it was always fun to see a member come up and say and look and say, "What's new?" And you would tell them what's new, and they didn't even need to look at it. They would say, "I'll take one." Mm-hmm. Or, they'd, or they'd have the member who would come up and they go through every item there and say, Got that one, I have that, have that, have that. Oh, I've got them all. So that's when you know you're doing something right as an organization. Mm-hmm. You're providing the information that people really use, want, and need. And this is the case with this. We're really excited, obviously, about the standards, the family of PMPs that are coming out. And we're really looking forward to. You know, being able to make those available to not only our members, but our CRNIs mm-hmm. and our, all of our constituents.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they are companion pieces. The standards mm-hmm. obviously stand alone, but the the policy and procedure brings you to the bedside, helps you with that step by step uh, piece of practice. Mm-hmm. So the next thing that we should share is what we're going to do in February. So on February 18th and 19th, we have a two-day virtual symposium that's planned, and it's entitled Resetting the Standards. And our guest speakers for this two-day event are part- members of the Standards Revision Committee. So can you guess what we're going to talk about?
1: <laughs> How many guesses do we get?
0: <laughs> one, in the first one doesn't count. <laughs> there you go. So definitely, we are going to share some of the biggest changes, and we're going to share some of the littler changes, some of the the tiny things that you might miss on your first read-through. But we want to make sure that you are ready to apply the changes into your practice. So you're going to have the opportunity in a couple different sessions to uh, speak with the authors. Um, they are going to present a little panel discussion, and you're going to have the opportunity to meet with them, ask questions. We have uh, so much coming your mm-hmm. way in, in this session. We're looking forward to it. Um, I've been looking at, you know, our, anybody who is a speaker submits a title and abstract and some objectives. And we have received them all in the past two days from each of our speakers who have prepared the standard. So obviously they are ready to go. Right. Um, but it's it's kind of fun seeing this come together already. So we are going virtual for February. Bring in it um right where you work or right where you live, however you'd like to view this. And we we just can't wait to share with you some of the findings and let the author speak.
1: Right. And if I could add to Don on this this two-day program, it's really two half days because one of the things that we learned when doing a virtual was that it's obviously different than a face-to-face. And in a face-to-face meeting, you know, you your mind, your body set on traveling, you go somewhere and you're you're mm-hmm. at that meeting. Doing a a virtual is a little bit of a challenge because now you have time zones and you've got to Mm -hmm. figure out, okay, I can't start too early. I can't go too late. And what we learned is that uh, folks that attend a virtual meeting really like about a two, two and a half hour sort of uh, max, if you would, uh, maybe up to three hours so that. You can do it starting late enough in the, in the morning so it's not too early for the folks on the West Coast and you don't have to end it too late for the folks on the East Coast. So we're going to do two half days, which will be able to, you know, you'll then be able to participate in your own work at, that same day. So that's something that we learned with these, uh, with the virtual that we did this past, uh, past September and something that we're going to look forward to doing on a routine basis
0: right. moving forward. Right, right. So that is resetting the standards. It's a virtual symposium held February 18th and 19th. Um you're going to want to see this. It's it's going to be a good time. So Valerie, you're going to share a couple more things here today. Um I know you're I for those of you who are listening, I can see Valerie right now. And so I see her, her wheels turning. <laughs> Someday we're going to get all fancy and you're going to be able to either hear us and or see us. Um, right now, we're taking advantage of the time where you don't have to look at us. But um, for now, Valerie, I see your wheels are turning. What else would you like to share? And I, and I definitely want to come back to the recertification piece as well. Um,
2: Yeah, you know, there's two things I definitely um, want to mention, and I I find these to be exciting news. Um, December 8th, we're going, so this is in regards to the CRNI exam. So this is a good message if you're a candidate, if you're contemplating becoming a CRNI. On December 8th, we're going to have our first uh, virtual town hall meeting. It'll be an introduction to the CRNI exam. And what we hope to achieve with this, it's going to be a um, 45-minute, about 20 to 30 minutes of just giving people an introduction to the certification program, talking about basics, administrations, eligibility, and deadlines, and just really walking people through the path of certification so that they know what it's like from the beginning up until examination date. And we're also going to open it, um, open up. Q&A. So basically, if you're on the Zoom call live, then you can ask us some questions. I will be present. Our certification manager, Adrian Segundo, will be present. And also Maureen Fertita, who is um, somebody I work with and is amazing. She's our senior certification and member services associate. So if you are interested in participating and being a part of this virtual town hall meeting, and you do not get An email for whatever reason with an invitation, please reach out to me personally. My email is Valerie, V A L E R I E, dot Sanchez, S A N C H E Z, at incc1.org. We really just want to open up the platform so that we have a different approach to sharing information about becoming certified other than just an email, um, which is a traditional way of getting information out. That would be in regards to the exam. And then I want to bring it back to recertification to share a very timely and important update. In the past, if you are preparing for recertification, you've been exposed to what we call an early bird deadline and then a regular deadline. We understand that Nothing feels normal about this year, especially in the industry that we are in. And we really want to make this process easier for you and um, less involved and frustrating and stressful. So we've actually done away with these deadlines of what's considered an early deadline, early bird, and then what's a regular deadline. It's going to be flat rate. It's going to be um, what it's always been. And so basically, if you are due for recertification in January. There's a fee for um, INS membership, it's $175. That is not going to change at any point throughout the month of December. This is something that we've pivoted, we've changed in lieu of everything that's going on. We wanna accommodate our CRNIs and we wanna take care of them. So just know that that information is confirmed. So if you are in the process of trying to acquire your RUs and submit your recertification application and go through the whole process, there are not going to be any change in fees. It'll be 175 for members, INS members, and then the non-member rate, which is, has always been the 300 um, So we want you to make a note of that information. If you have questions, again, and, and want a little more um, clarification, feel free to email me directly. Or you can always reach out to INCC at INCC1.org. Um, and we've got a wonderful team ready to troubleshoot and answer any questions you may have throughout this month to make sure that we get you where you need to be. We want you to remain certified and we want you to um, stay very proud of this prestigious credential that you've worked hard to earn. Um, So we want to make sure that we're keeping you on board.
0: Thank you, Valerie. And thank you for everything that you do to support CRNA certification. Chris, any last words from you? Uh,
1: No, just for those who are, you know, looking for those last RUs or class of 2021, we encourage you, go ahead and learn go on that Learning Center, get those RUs. Don't let that certification lapse. Uh, and for everyone, we're looking forward to an exciting 2021 with the, uh, the new standards coming out, the new PMPs, uh, the virtual program on the uh, resetting the standards. Um, and that's just takes us through the first two months of the year. Yeah. So, <laughs> We've got other things planned that we won't get into yet because we're still working on them. But we have a lot, lot going on in our heads, uh, on our desks, all remotely, uh, trying to come up with some some really good uh, educational programming for everybody throughout the rest of the year. So we look forward to participate, having everybody participate. We look forward to helping out in any way we can, um, and just want to wish everybody a really happy holiday season.
0: Absolutely. And please,
1: please, please stay well. Be safe. Um, it's Hopefully, we'll get there soon. So just everybody, please be safe.
0: Absolutely. We do extend our appreciation to our members, to healthcare workers and essential workers across the globe. Um, We do wish you well in this season, and we look forward to sharing and collaborating in the new year. I want to give a shout out to some of our listeners in South America, Africa, Australia, Ireland. Italy, and a bunch of other places. We we love to hear from you. You can go ahead and get a hold of us. at. Um, if you look at the show notes at the bottom of this page, you're going to see how to email us. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the coming year. We thank you for listening to this edition of INS Infusion Room. this episode of INS Infusion Room, a podcast of the Infusion Nurses Society. We welcome your comments. You can reach us at infusionroom at ins1.org. That's infusionroom at ins1.org. Thank you for listening.